On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I talk about the lineup change that took place against the Lakers. DeAnthony Melton in, Tyrese Maxey to the bench. Was it the right move? Was it not the right move? We'll get to it all next. Beginning with that right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, you're locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co host and partner, as always, Sixers Beat Writer from TheInquire.com, Keith Pompey. What's up, Keith? What's good, D? How you been, bro? Good, man. How's the West Coast treating you? So far, so good. So far, so good. Uh, the weather's pretty good, I'm sure, right? Man, believe it or not, dude, it's like, it's kind of chilly out here. <laughs> like, it was, it's about, I looked at it, it's only what, maybe like, it was seven degrees uh, cooler in Philly uh, yesterday. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it's kind of cold out here, man. Kind of cold. Yeah. All right. So you got to wear hoodies and jackets and things way out there. Okay. All right. Listen, when I, when I saw the crowd in, in Los Angeles for the Lakers game, it seemed like they were dressed because it was warm, but I guess not. I guess they just wanted to show off inside the uh, Crypto.com arena there. All yeah, right. It was raining, too, but outside, it was crazy. It was crazy. It looked the, different. The rain is still going on? Yeah. I mean, today oh. it seems cool, but yeah, yesterday, the, okay. I mean, the, the day of the game, it was kind of crazy. Yeah. Got you. All right. Well, listen, hopefully the weather gets better for you while you're there. Only there for another uh, day, a day or so, a little less than that as you get ready for uh, the flight to Portland. But we thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On 76ers right here, including the weather report where the wherever Keith is since you might people you might be traveling there yourselves so there you go we got that covered for you and uh some of the other things that we're going to have covered for you as the clippers host the sixers tonight we'll break that down a little bit later look at some of the key matchups the injury report see who might be in you know just the early look see who might be in who might be out mostly on the clippers side because that team they just you never see the same five out there because guys are always resting and we need to talk about the story that Keith wrote in the inquire.com about Joel Embiid and James Harden seemingly getting their symmetry together. And those guys look good together out there on the floor with their pick and rolls and uh, their pick and pop, everything there. The combination of those two, that duo looks pretty good right now. And we are going to start off with the Sixers right now making a change. Now, the one thing, Keith, that a lot of people talked about, and we've discussed it before, where the trade happened with James Harden, uh, a, you know, just about almost a year ago now and next month, where James Harden came in for Ben Simmons and he was in the backcourt with Tyrese Maxey. It looked great early on, very, very beginning when they took the floor together. It, it looked fantastic. And then you saw some of the cracks in it where the defense wasn't all that great between the two because they are not known to be defenders. Offensively, they can get things done, as we know. But defensively, you got problems. You talked about it earlier where – C.J. McCollum hit 11 threes. Zach Levine hit 11 threes. And you saw some other things from some other players. But Doc Rivers finally made the change. Tyrese Maxey off the bench. De'Anthony Melton stays in the starting lineup. 
That's what a lot of people wanted for the defensive purposes and the scoring punch off the bench from Maxi. What did you make of it? You know, uh, well, you know, I, I felt like I understand it. I understand the, the decision behind it. I felt like, you know, you got to make him, you got to make an adjustment and you have a guy like James Harden, you're not bringing him off the bench. So Maxi is going to have to be the guy who comes off the bench. I just didn't, I, I didn't think I saw any improvement you know, with that area. Now, again, I think that it could have been that, you know, Melton just had a bad game, that game. But, you know, guys were still getting shots. Guys were still doing whatever they wanted to. And offensively, you know, you lost some of the offense that Maxi provides. I mean, Melton had zero points. He was 0 for 3 shooting. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like that particular game, it just didn't mesh well. Um but again, I understand a wholeheartedly why they do that. Indeed, to be honest with you, I, I think that's why, you know, Doc Rivers came out and said, we're going to have three lineups because it gives them the flexibility to go back to it if, if it doesn't work. Because when you make this switch, you don't want to make the switch. And then if it fails, then you're like, hey, well, we're going to go back to the normal to, to the way it was. So you come out and say, we have three lineups. And one of them you assume is a small ball lineup. Another one you assume is, uh, um, you know, Melton in there. And then the other one with Maxi in there. But I understand it. But I just felt like the last two games, um, like Melton, he had a good first half or good three quarters against Utah. But when they put him on Jordan Clarkson in the fourth quarter, you know, he struggled mightily. He struggled making stops in this game. So uh, I, I think we would like to get another look at it, another look or two. And if he can improve defensively, I think it will work out. Yeah, I um, I was never in favor of it when it was uh, brought up initially. I understood it because yeah. of the punch and everything off the, off the bench, the offensive scoring that Maxi would provide. And yes, Shake Milton can come in and score, but it's a different type. And you, you trust Maxi and his scoring more with Melton also uh, in there. So in last season, I think it was more putting uh, Matisse Thibault in the starting lineup or Danny Green uh, for, for Maxi or both uh, for Maxi because of Danny Green's ability to shoot the three. But um, no, I, I wasn't, I wasn't in favor of it. Uh, still, still don't uh, agree with it. But as you said, Doc Rivers gave us all the uh, reasoning of also being able to have, three different looks with his lineup to start based on the opponent and all of that. So um, I still don't like it. Not going to change my mind on it just because they won the game against the Lakers and we'll see how it goes tonight against the Clippers. Doesn't make me believe any anymore that, uh, you know, he was right on this call. And you also had the Tyrese Maxey part where he made it to believe that he was the one that made the decision uh, if you believe that or not. And look, the guy is so nice that he might have done it, but you know, and he is a team player, and and it may not be a a permanent thing. It might just be a temporary thing when it comes to that. And he'll get his starts, especially against the opponent. And we'll see. Well, you gonna do it just against bad opponents? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I don't know, man. Uh, it, it worked in game one. We'll see if it works in game two. But you're right. The Anthony Melton hasn't looked the same the last couple of games. And while I do believe that he'll he'll be fine. Maybe the minutes that he's played through the first 42 games now is kind of catching up to him. Look, he's a pro. He's a veteran. He has played minutes.
but he's also logged a lot of minutes because a lot of guys were injured and he's had to be in that starting lineup for 20 plus games, close to 30 games of this campaign. So, so we shall see, we shall see uh, how it will work. And so far so good in terms of the wins, but his production needs to pick up a little bit if this is going to work effectively also, because when you're out there with PJ Tucker, who doesn't score and you're not scoring, then what? Exactly. And, and, you know, I I think part of the big problem is, and you just brought up PJ, right? I think part of the big problem is, you know, um, PJ's lack of performing to the level that a lot of people have expected him to perform to. Because when you look at it, you know, I I think that, and and I wrote this um, uh, in my mailbag last, last week, that PJ Tucker is the type of guy that basically you'll say, um, does, should he come out of the starting lineup, right? Because he's not pre- pre- performing offensively yep. the way you want, and yep. he's not making the stops that he that you hoped he would make. But the thing is, if you take him out, that could disrupt the team chemistry, right? It could do a lot of things. So I think therein lies where you say to yourself, like, okay, would we benefit from – um, bring continue to have Melton as a six man, right? But having Maxie in there, moving Tobias to the four, and maybe starting a guy like Matisse Thibel who can defend, who you know is going to defend, or do you have the three guard lineup with Melton in there? Have those three, and then next thing you know, your guy that's coming in is going to get a lot of points as the six man will be Shake Milton, right? So those are the questions that you ask yourself because, you know, but because 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 it just seems as if, if, if Melton is not providing it on a defensive end is hurting you. But at the same time, he is a spark. But so to me, that's that's part of the bigger problem. It's just not that Maxi can't defend or Harden can't defend is that P.J. Tucker isn't performing to the level that you wanted him to or you you thought he was going to perform to. And I also think they're in a bit of a bind, Keith, when it comes to the Tucker part that you mentioned, because number one, with his age, can he come off the bench? Probably not, because he needs to get jump started right away. If he's sitting on the bench, he's probably got a silver there on the bike and get loose and, you know, after the warm ups and all, get loose and then come into the game whenever he comes into the game. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but they probably feel he's at his best when he gets the game started, take him out when they take him out. And, and go from there and and do their part. Offensively, we know at this point, we're just basically accustomed to him not scoring unless he hits a three and we're like, oh, okay, he, he scored today. Uh, but other than that, nah, man, he, I don't, I don't know that he's going to be as effective coming off the bench versus starting the game. And that's where I think they're in a bit of a hole of how mm-hmm. they have to go about their business with their lineup. So, uh, that's just just our thoughts, folks. What do you guys think? Uh, you can, of course, hit us up on Twitter. You can see our Twitter handles uh, right underneath our, our uh, box here or each side. And let us know what you think at Pompeii on Sixers at Devon G975. When we come back, we'll also talk about one good thing that is happening for this team. Your two stars, your two all stars, they're playing well together. And that's the one important part of what the offense is doing. They look pretty good. We'll tap into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. Listen, if your New Year's goals are to manage your budget better and save money, I know mine is, how about you? You need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app 
that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Listen, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about, like the streaming service you bought you just to watch one show and you never went back for it, or that free trial that you never even use. You don't even remember the password. Why do you have it? Well, Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or those tedious email back and forth and deciding that at the very end you got to unsubscribe and all those things. You just simply do that. Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. I know I could use that extra $720. How about you? Stop throwing your money away. Cancel those unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. Welcome back, Locked On 76ers. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next, check out Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, Joel Embiid, James Harden, you did a great piece on the Inquirer.com um, about their, their uh, connection right now. Uh, they seem to be, as far as their chemistry goes, Looking pretty good. It helps when you're winning, but even in the losses, Keith, we've seen where we're starting to see that pick and roll really come together pretty. These are two high IQ basketball guys, as we know, and, and James Harden being the point guard that he does, doesn't give up his dribble. He attracts the attention that he does. He waits and waits and waits until the right second to deliver the football to Joel Embiid for a dive to the basket, whether he rolls or just simply drops one off to Embiid for a, uh, a pop right there. At the, right around the elbow area, the free throw line extended area, where that's a layup for him, uh, knocking down that shot at a high percentage. They've really been in a good place right now, Keith, over these last few games. We know about the eight-game win streak and then a couple of losses in there. They've still looked pretty good overall with those two guys out there on the floor together. Yeah, they do. They do. And, and I think the one thing that James said is that, uh, you know, he, he said, you know, Joel's a, a, a great and elite center. Like he's never played with a guy, a playmaker like Harden. And the, and the same thing, Harden has never played with a center who can pop the way that Joel can do. Um, so, you know, it, it took – and it's, so it's still taking an adjustment. And it's funny because when you say that, you know, Joel's looking at, like, we still have a long way to go because they know, like, it, as, they, as they continue to communicate, that things will continue to get better. Like, against Utah, there was, like – they felt like Harden felt like, you know, if they would have had not better communication, but if they would have been in a little bit more symmetry, yeah, better communication, they probably would have had six to eight more points for Joel. You know what I mean? And and and, and that's the thing. But the thing is, the one thing that Joel said is, and and and, and I appreciated it was is about sacrifice. Um, it, it's one of those things where, you know, he knows that he could do more. He could let like, the offense was running through him. He could probably get more points to get more involved than do whatever he's doing. But he also knows that James Harden is one of the best ball handlers. The ball needs to be in his hands. So that's the sacrifice that he's making when you're used to always having stuff run through you. And now it's running through James. 
and and you're down with that, you know, it it, it, it says a lot because I felt like that wasn't always the case. I felt like early on, you know, they all wanted to both be the man. Naturally, of course, Mm -hmm. right? Because everywhere James Harden has been outside of Brooklyn, he has been the man, especially the time in Houston for those years where they built everything around him and beat here. This is his franchise, of course, him being the man. So if, if that is going to be the mindset for him and that is what he's going to do, that sacrifice, I think that's what a lot of people have been waiting for. We already know how great he is as a scorer. Defensively, we know also that he can help really change the game on that side of that end of the floor too. So now it's just that sacrifice that is being discussed. We talked about this during the preseason with all these guys coming in. Who's going to sacrifice the minutes? This is what we just talked about uh, with the uh, lineup change and all. Who's going to sacrifice? Who's going to be okay with that? And who's going to be uh, just fine with saying, hey, it's all about winning the championship and then backing it up with the play and anything else that goes along with it, uh, even if it does sacrifice maybe some numbers that you may not want or those touches that you may not want. This is how it's going to have to go, most likely. And if if they can continue at this rate, then they're in a really good spot. And right now, Keith, as we talk, they're, they're right there in terms of second place, uh, only a half a game back of second place in the Eastern Conference standings. That, uh, after everything that has been discussed, that's where they are. So what's the bottom line here? Is it about winning or is it about your numbers and every all the, you getting all the shine and the attention for the points that you're able to accumulate out there on the floor. The basketball looks pretty. Keith, the last two games, they've turned the ball over 18 times, a combined 18 times, eight in the win to the Jazz, 10 to the Lakers. They're protecting the basketball. And and I'm sure a lot of that, too, has to do with your point guard. He kept his numbers down. That's good as he leads the team in turnovers per game. Uh, that's, That's where they need to be. They need to be on the same page. It has to be. And maybe we're starting to see it at the right time, man. Maybe we're starting to see it right now at the right time. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe. I mean, I think it could be. I mean, we'll see if they can continue playing this way. Yep, and 11 games over 500 for the first time this season, uh, not a bad thing. All right, man, uh, on the other side, we'll get to uh, uh, the game tonight, which is an important one also in Los Angeles. Number one, LA can eat you alive on a day off uh, as a visiting player. So we hope that that didn't get to them. But most importantly, they are on this two-game winning streak. It is tough to play away from your home. And you're doing so, and you, you, you've you snuck two games out. You've pulled two games out against the Jazz and the Lakers. So against the Clippers, talk about sacrifice, Keith. You're going to have to do the same thing again because uh, Ivanka Zubic, he's a pretty good – he gives Embiid some, some, some uh, concerns on the floor at times when they play. How are they going to match up against this team tonight? We'll talk about that, some of the key matchups. Final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about Bet Online, right? Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest eyes and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those on Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to find your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, welcome back. Locked on 76ers. All right, Keith, Sixers and Clippers uh, tonight. And as the Sixers are sitting here again, 
uh, with their 27 and 16 record, I believe it is. Let me just check. 27 and 16 record. That is correct. And 23 22 for the Clippers. They're sitting in the sixth spot right now, just a game back of the Mavs in the fifth seed and half a game up on the Golden State Warriors. They are three and seven in their last 10. And uh, their last game, Keith, they did in fact uh, play and they won by a final score 121 100 over the Houston Rockets. Uh, don't n- yet know about Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, but they have been in the lineup. This is a matchup, Keith, where you talk about the wing players that we've seen scoring at a pretty good rate from Zach Levine to Jordan Clarkson and even going back to um, C.J. McCollum, as you mentioned earlier, they're going to have their hands full with these two wing players tonight. Yeah, they are. I mean, you know, but, uh, you know, the thing is, to me, they're going to have their hands full. But the thing to me is, like you said, you know, off day in L.A., right? Um <laughs> And 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 also not only that is it's kind of it's, it's kind of like the Clippers aren't really playing well. The Clippers are a good team. I mean, of course, we know they blew out um, the Houston Rockets, but the Clippers are a good team. They're just not playing well right now. And a lot of times, you just got to be you can't be a little overconfident. Like again, you know they're a good team, but at the same time, you know what I mean. You don't want them to 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 you thinking, okay, well they're down and things are going to happen. But you don't want them to get that confidence back and get that swag back against you. Um, but the thing about it is when I look at this Clipper team, we also talk about, you know, we talk about how good the wing players are, Kawhi and Paul George, um, Kawhi Leonard. But, you know, they also got a guy, Terrence Mann, that I, I think is vastly underrated. You know, yeah, for I, like, the I like Terrence Mann, yeah. Things he can do. And and, and Ty Lu, you know, he's one of these guys who won a championship I feel like as a coach, he didn't get enough credit because he had LeBron James, but he's showing that he's a quality coach, a solid coach. So, you know, to me, I look at this game as as the one game that on this trip that I really want to see. Like, I want to see what they do. And I understand. I know this team is struggling right now, but they did win two of their last three games. Right. So, you know, they beat Dallas. Uh, you know, they also, you know, they beat Houston. Um but so they won two of their last three games, and 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 I just want to see what what the Sixers can do. I'm really, to be honest with you, intrigued about tonight. Yeah, and uh, those two guys are out there. Can't wait to see how they defend them and see what they do against the Clippers. How how they uh, match up against them um, and be going against Zubac, as mentioned. All the wings that they have, including if you, you know power forward, if you want to include it, however you want to frame it, Marcus Morris. Uh, the, the stuff that they have at the guard position should be very interesting to see how this one uh, plays out tonight. So uh, some good matchups there for the team. And once again, see how Tyrese Maxey comes off the bench. If this is a game where he does, in fact, come off the bench with those two guys that can score in, in the lineup and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, uh, whoever's uh, going to be in the lineup for Los Angeles. All right, man, that'll do it for us. And tomorrow we'll be back to uh, recap this one and get into some things. See if the Sixers can go 3-0 and in the first three games of this road trip. Thanks for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Locked On NBA, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It is free and available 
wherever you get your podcast. Keith, can you let the good folks know where they can find us? You can find my man D tonight from 6 to 9.45 p.m., right? 6 to 9.45 p.m. Um, talking Sixers, talking a lot of things. From 6 to 9.45 on 97.5 FM, Divine Giving Show. You can find me uh, at, uh, well, also in addition to that, find my man D on Twitter at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. You can read my stuff and my coworker stuff, Gina Mizell stuff, um, on inquire.com. Sounds good, man. I'll be reading and uh, certainly talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, man. All right, bro. Peace. All right.